0: again, everyone. Okay, so if, uh, I'm back again. <laughs> Just, I was here, yeah, those who didn't, don't know, I was here, what, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, and I shared some some things with you. And uh, um, one of the things I mentioned when I, when I started was that um, when I first passed at a church, it was like one of these wooden churches, you know, you see them in the countryside, and I've told you what it was, way in the country. And uh, it reminded me of a story of this pastor, a young pastor that had just got this little church, and it was a wooden church, but it was kind of run down. It needed a good paint. So the church didn't have too much money, so he thought he would do it himself. So he, you know, he scraped it all off and went all around the church, and then he sanded it. He got the paint, and he started painting it, and he started painting it. He got the one side done. Then he got the other side done, and then he got the front of the church done. So, girlfriend, right to the back of the church, and he's looking down. He says, "Okay, I'm almost done here." And he looks down, and he's only got that much paint. Oh, we have got no money. He says, "Oh, I know what I'll do." He says, "I'll pour some paint thinner." So he pours the paint thinner into the back, gives it a good stir, paints it on. Oh, this is gonna work. This is gonna work. So he paints it all over. Finishes that and he looks back. He says, Oh, this is gonna work. So off he goes. He goes home that night. There's a tremendous storm, thunder and lightning and rain and wind. So the next day he goes back to the church and he's looking in, looking at the church. He says, Oh, that's fine. Looks at the front. It's fine, that's good. Goes to the side, that's fine. Goes to the other side, that's fine. He goes to the back of the church and it was just terrible. All the paint had come off. It just looked a mess. He said, oh my God, Lord, what am I going to do now? All of a sudden there was a voice. Repaint and sin no more. I didn't think it was that funny either. <laughs> Repent, no, repaint. Repaint and what? Thin no more. That's who didn't get it the first time. It's not that funny. I can see you going, well, how long is he going to be this afternoon? Okay, let's go to Genesis. That's where we were last time. God's mandate for the planet God's mandate and Jesus' assignment. We were trying to get in. This is a course I taught years ago. I'm picking and choosing certain things because I'm only here, uh, this is maybe my last Sunday. Um, And and so um, I'm trying to explain uh, the kingdom. And I told you last time that Jesus talked more about the kingdom than he did about being born again, though it needs, you need to be born again to get into the kingdom. So what is the kingdom? Why was he so... Everywhere he went, he said, repent, for the kingdom is here. Repent, for the kingdom is near. So we went over to first um, first chapter, then to 26, and God said, let this make man in our image. Let him have... All the control depends on your... Um, depends on your translation. Over the, all the earth, the, and all that creeps upon the earth, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him male and female. And God said, and God said, that's, that's, I want you to bless, you. I'm gonna bless you and I want you to multiply and replenish the earth. But first of all, what I want to say is this, this is so important and those that know the scripture and heard the Bible over and over again from Genesis, the importance of Genesis is the beginning. And when you talk to people that don't understand God or the scriptures, when you have an understanding of the beginning, then you can share what really, what the, what the gospel is about, what Jesus, what God is all about. It's understanding the beginning. And you say, a lot of people say, well, if God is a God of love, why why so much catastrophe? If he's a God of love, look what's happening now with these wars. And we look in the scripture and we can find out the reasons why. And the reason is that God came down and planted a garden, created a world for man. Now, this we must understand. He created it for man. Everything that man ever needed would be on the planet. Everything that Adam needed and Eve wanted, you know, it's not needed and want. It's the difference with us, with the women when they go shopping. It's not what they need, it's what they want. That's why I said, Do you really need this? And probably add out the same thing. You know, do you you really need this, Eve? She says, I really need this. So the thing is about the situation of, of God bringing the kingdom. Our Father who art in heaven, alone be thy name, thy kingdom come thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wanted to bring the supernatural into the natural, the unseen into the seen. You see, man, we created, we're created from two separate, different worlds. And it said that God created man out of the dust, of the ground and formed him. World number one, the physical. Man is physical. Jesus was physical and supernatural. He was all man and all God. We the same are we going to see now. So then God created man and then it said that he breathed into his nostrils, the spirit, his spirit, and man became a living soul. There's your soul, which is your mind, which is your emotions, your memory, all sorts of things. Then there's your spirit, which is your spirit being. They're interwoven through the scriptures and don't get mixed up. Your soulish area is your thought area. Your spirit is your inner inner spirit. So when you die, you're not gonna just die with just the spirit, you're gonna recognize God, you're gonna recognize things in the supernatural, because you're gonna step out of the natural from the the seen into the unseen. And the important thing to know is, is that when God created man, he created man and woman, to live on planet Earth forever. Now, this might come against your theology, and I can understand why, because we've been taught that we just live here, die, and go to heaven. No, it's happened, Oh, it'll happen. You will, if you're a believer and born again. You will go to heaven. And don't throw your Bibles at me just yet, man was created in the image and likeness of God when he breathed into man not only was he in the image and likeness but he was clothed clothed in the light or the glory of God there were light all around him just like there was around around Christ the glory was around man, Psalms, I think it's uh, six, talks about the light, the glory around man. Now, God does all this for man. And then he does something really cool. You know what he does for him? He gives him a job. (laughs) He puts him to work. But the thing is, man is, you know, there, all of a sudden man is created. And he can talk, he can walk, he can do all these things. We think, why, how? I don't know. There's <laughs> some things we just don't know. We just have to take by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. So some things in the scriptures, you think, oh, I don't believe that. Well, you don't have to believe that if you don't want to. But if you want to believe it with faith, then it'll work. Faith works all the time. Faith will work all the time for you if this is what you want. If you deny the scriptures and pick and tear and say, well, I don't believe the flood. Jesus rose again from the dead. I don't believe that. Then you start, then how can you believe any other part if you come and tear it apart and say, well, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that? Then you might as well not believe in anything at all in the scriptures. It's the living word of God. The living word of God caused man to write these down. So then, this is the cool part. I don't think Adam would like it. I wonder what he would say. When he completed everything, God took, took, (laughs) took. Is that a word? Well, it is now. God took. God took Adam and placed him. It says, and God took Adam and placed him in the garden. God took him. Man wasn't lost wondering what I do now, it's a beautiful place, but what do I do now? God says, here, here, follow me. And he took him into the garden and he said, what I want you to do is till the land. Look after it, look after the land, look after what I've given you. So we can see two things there. One, is that God has a plan and a purpose, for every one of us. And two, he'll place you where he wants you, not where you want to go. That's important. God will take you to where you should be, not to where you want to be. That's important to know and to understand. If you're looking for the will of God and you don't think that you're in the will of God, just wait. God will show up and show you what and where he wants you to be and what he wants you to do. So then he places, there's Adam and Eve. I'm not going to go through the whole story. They say say there's two, um, for Bible scholars out there, and I'm not a Bible scholar, but they say there are two versions to creation. Well, there isn't. Um, There's only one. And... um, What that is called, um, hang on, i got the word here somewhere, and it's really cool, actually. If I could find it, just give me a day. Just talk among yourselves a minute. Where is it here? It's a lovely, I like the word, if I can find it. Did I write it down? Anyways, it's, um, what it means is when God, Anyway, Adam and oh, this is it—the it. law of reoccurrence. Throughout the Scripture, you'll see the law of reoccurrence, where things are mentioned twice or three times. Okay, and when you see that, God is repeating it for a reason. So, when you see Chapter One and Chapter Two, you think, "Well, there's two, there's there's two, there's two beginnings here. There's two, there's two chapters. Which is right? Which is wrong? No, no, they're both right. It's just the law of re. Um, what's the word again?" reoccurrence, reoccurrence. And so Adam and Eve, now there's Eve, God, God puts Adam, he, he lays him down there. there. There's the first time we see a man being slain in the spirit, it was right there. God puts him to sleep. you ever seen anybody being slain in the spirit? You know, some of us just go right there. The presence of God is on them, they can't stand. Whoosh. Down they go. The presence of God was on Adam. Down he goes. And God operates and takes a rib and forms Eve, and they're in the garden. And God says, now, you see all of this here. This is all for you except don't touch that fruit on that tree. Because if you do, in that day you shall die. Oh, oh, okay. So they got all the other fruit, they got everything else, the vegetables there, and you know, Adam's are tilling away there, and he's getting things ready, some carrots and all that. But all of a sudden, something sneaky comes along, and that's the snake. Now, if it would happen to us today, what would you think if you were walking through the woods and this snake says, hello, Paul? Would you be stood? I wouldn't be stood there, I'd be gone. Not only because I don't like snakes, but when they call you by your first name, something's going on. He said, Eve, go on, go on, take, take the fruit. And it wasn't an apple. The Bible doesn't say it's an apple, but people think it was, it wasn't an apple take a bite. And he said, no, 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 we can't do that. God told us not to. He's, and he says, you'll be like God's. You'll be like God himself. You'll be wise, you'll know. Of course, it was beautiful, the fruit, the looks, the taste. So she took some, gave it to Adam, and immediately something happened. the only difference is now is that they were covered before with the glory of God the protection of God was all over them the importance of knowing that so God says if you take of that you shall surely die Adam's saying am Eve am I still alive God said I was going to die. No, you, you're okay. But now we're naked. But they didn't say that before, did they? So the glory of God left it from their bodies. That was the first death. The first death. But wasn't physical. It was spiritual. They lost their connection with God. There's the first identity theft is that they then become and put on the nature of Satan, the devil. Satan becomes there. remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees? He says, you're nothing but go get out of my sight. He said, you're just like your father, the devil. Your father, the devil. So Adam and Eve took on a new nature, a sin nature, a nature that was, was, was not, they, they had no idea what had happened to them. All they could see themselves naked, and they ran as quick as they could to cover themselves up. So they got these fig leaves, then they must have been pretty large fig leaves. You can imagine the size of the figs. Everything was big in the garden. They did it, tried it, got all over it, that's it. And then all of a sudden, you hear something which is so cool. God was walking in the cool of the day to talk to Adam and Eve. You see, that's why He created man and woman for fellowship. He would come down in the cool of the day to talk every day. He would talk with Adam and Eve and build up a relationship, build up whatever they would talk, be so cool. And, and God would, would, would teach them things and, and Adam was very smart. He, he named all the animals. Who he came up with, hippopotamus, I'll never know. But he named all the animals and all the insects and all these different things. He said that he named everything. Smart man, have took him quite a while, but don't forget he was on the planet for 930 years, nearly a thousand years to do all of this. So then God came walking in the cool of the day on his daily visit to meet Adam and Eve. And God said, well, where are they? Where are you? Oh, we hid. Adam says, we hid. Why did you hide? Well, we were naked. Now, obviously, God's going to know what they did, where they are. exactly. You can't hide from God. If you think you can hide in a wood or under a stone, God knows exactly where you are. You cannot hide from the spirit of the living God. And they said, well, we, we, we took from the fruit. I mean, Adam says this, you yeah, know, God. He said, we whine to God. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't have to whine in prayer. You really don't. Just talk to him. You don't want to whine to your kids, or you don't want your kids to be, well, they do whine a lot, but you don't want people whining to you. I, I can imagine Adam says, well, you know, God. It was Eve, and Eve says, oh, my gosh. And then Eve says, well, you know, God, <laughs> it, was, it was the snake, and the snake didn't have a leg to stand on. And so it was, it was just pass the buck around, pass the buck. But the thing is, they tried to cover their own sin by the, by the leaves. And God said, that's not going to do. So here we see the first cutting of the covenant. God then used a lamb, sheep, goat, doesn't say, and, and cut the covenant. The blood was spilt then. What was going to cause Christ on the cross to spill his blood. So it's going all the way through as we're going to see for, 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 for years and years until Christ came. But he said, now, for your Sin, blood is needed because there's life in the blood. There's life in the blood. Okay? That's important to know. There's life in your blood. So we see that at that time is that <clears throat> is that man now... Uh, and woman are on the outs. They put flaming uh, serapins came in and put. There must have been an entrance, a door, somewhere, an entrance into the garden. Uh, and there were cherubins there with flaming swords to keep them going out, keep them going in. I think maybe if they'd gone back in, and if they had have eaten from the tree of life, sin would have been lodged in them permanently, and they would not be able to be saved redeemed they would be like satan satan's lodged in there's no redemption for satan there's no there's no salvation he's done judgment has already been called on that guy so what are we going to do now god looks after adam and eve they have children and children and children now, God, we've seen that. He said, in that day, you shall surely die. Spiritually, the separation came on. That was the separation from man and God. Secondly, we're going to see the body. So if you go over to chapter 5, verse 5, and you'll see this. And all the days of Adam were 930, 930. Go down to verse 8. And all the days of Seth were 912. 912. Um, then if you go right down to the, to the bottom, I can go through the whole list, but if you go down to uh, Lament 777, you see what was happening? The body was decaying. The body started to die. The body started to die. But that wasn't God's intention. His intention was to bring the kingdom down. There's no death in God. There's no death in heaven. So when he breathed himself into Adam, there was no death in Adam because there's no death in God. Adam brought it on to himself. And people say, well, what about God? I mean, he's he's created. No, God didn't create all this sin and all this sickness and all this... Lucifer, as he was called, he was one of God's most cherished angels. He was a he was a super super guy. In fact, it says the Bible says that he had um, wind instruments in him. He used to lead the music. He was a but he was an angel of light. He was gorgeous. Apparently, he was absolutely gorgeous. But he knew it. He knew it, and pride stepped in, and the Bible says that Lucifer was who he was until sin was found in him. Not in God, in him. Because of his pride. And he said, I will put my throne above God's throne. I will be like the Most High. I will be in control. Well, we know that he, he didn't, but he's in control of this world in so many ways. Jesus calls him the prince of the power of, this, of the air. Or, the, or he called him this one time, he says, he's the, he's the prince. He's the prince of this world. He called him that. He says, he's the prince of this world, but he comes and finds nothing in me. And that's the same what we should be. When Satan comes to tempt us, Is that, hey, Satan, you can come, but you don't find anything in me. I'm clean. I'm washed and in the blood, and my righteousness is within me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness, as I said last time, is a position that you're in, that you won't ever change. God's not gonna ever take that away from you. If you think that, oh God, you can lose your salvation. uh, 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 I I don't. I don't think you can, unless it says that you reject the Holy Spirit, unless you just curse the Holy Spirit and don't want him, then I think there's a possibility but really, God doesn't want... See, hell was made for, for the devil and his angels, not for man. So here we see that God making the kingdom, created the kingdom, bringing it down, the unseen to, to the seen, bringing this supernatural realm to earth, giving it to man, and man lost it. Okay, let's go to the New Testament here. Matthew, let's look at Matthew here. Jesus' mandate. Matthew three, it's got a three. Well this is first of all, look at John. It's, it's amazing to know. The, the, John the Baptist was a cousin of Jesus, but it's amazing that they hadn't been talking about this. It's just how the Holy Spirit says many things to many people. And he says there, John, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. And look what he says. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Matthew 6. Let's go to Matthew 6. God is, Jesus is talking here about what we need and needs. But he says, for all of these things, the Gentiles seek. So when we're not trusting God and looking for other means, we're just like the Gentiles. Gentiles mean, their meaning for Gentile is without God, but we have God and we have to learn to trust God for the things that we need. And Jesus is saying here for, it's just like you're just like the Gentiles. For your heavenly father knows that you're in need of all these things. Money, you know, obviously today with the, with the situation of, of work and, and, and food and jobs and this insecurity of, of, of the world. It, don't forget though, we're in another kingdom. We're not in the kingdom of, of uh, and that didn't happen, excuse me. You see, I got, I got a Bible here. My wife said to me this morning when I was leaving, she couldn't be with me today. She said, Paul, she said, how long have you had that Bible? I said, 1975. <laughs> but I won't let it go. I've tried to fix it. I've tried to fix it myself so many times. But it's not just, it's a... It's, uh, I got so much in here that I've written down over the years that I, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to get a new one. But he says, first, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So he says, first of all, seek, look. It's out there. The kingdom of God is out there. You've got to find that. You've got to look for the king. For every kingdom, there's a king. But first seek the kingdom of God, but there's something else he adds to, and is righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. He says, before God knows what you need, and, for, and, and don't worry about tomorrow, because there'll be enough worry about tomorrow when it comes, so don't get there too early. So I've got my notes here. All right. Okay, let's go to Matthew 3, 16. Matthew three sixteen. Okay, this is so cool. I love this. I love a lot of stuff about scriptures, but when you loop them together, you think, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay, and then this is verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized went out straightway out, out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, not a dove, like a dove, and a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, who I'm well pleased. Oh, Lord, that gets me. Oh. This is the first time that the three, that. The the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have been in the same place uh, on on planet Earth as the very beginning. He said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then he says this in that verse, and the, the Spirit of God descended on me, the Spirit, And a voice from heaven saying, this is my son, the father. And Jesus just came out of the water. A new kingdom had just started. The new kingdom had just started. The old kingdom had passed away, you see. So really, when you think about this, I'm going to put this to you. When you think about this. When God created, he created man to live forever. That was his purpose, to live on this planet. When sin came in, everything is destroyed. The planet is being destroyed as we speak. Or as I speak. You've been very quiet. And if you look up in space, I was watching, I I love National Geographic. I was watching a program just the other night about the garbage in space. You ever seen anything like that? the garbage in space that's coming off uh, rockets, Sputnik. that's an old word, Sputniks, all these satellites that they give off, they're floating and floating around, thousands upon thousands of pieces of metal floating around. One day, maybe, I think one I think they managed to drop to, to the planet, it was it hit something, it was a piece of metal from some satellite that fell to Earth. So we're seeing here the man is decayed, man dies. We live to about, it's supposed to be about 120, but most of us knock off, you know, around, well, anytime, you can go anytime, can't you? I mean, you don't know when you're going to die. Let's be honest here. You know, you don't know when your time is up. So I always say, well, be ready, just in case it's your time. Just in case, is God saying to you, hey, seek me, seek my kingdom and his righteousness. That's the important thing. Seek ye first. That's the most important thing for your life to ever exist, is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You'll find when you seek. You'll find him. The scripture says this. It says, when you seek God with all your heart, then you shall find him. He's looking for your heart. He's looking for your passion. say, okay, God. Okay. I give up. I need you. I need you. I need you. All this running around and making excuses about why we shouldn't give our lives to God. Why we shouldn't sell out to God and say, I want, I want God. Or we might give God a portion. It's like a little house that we have. Every house we've given to God, but there's a little portion that we keep closed. Maybe a little sin, maybe something we don't want people to know is that we don't give it over to God. We just just keep that. And God's saying, confess it, get it. You know, if you need help, you need help. Get it out of your life. Seek me first. That's the kingdom. You see, you also You also, wherever you go, take the kingdom with you. Because where is the kingdom? The kingdom is love and peace in the Holy Ghost. That's part of the kingdom. Love, peace in the Holy Ghost. When you're born again, the Spirit of God comes in you. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. You walk each day, wherever you go, you're taking the visible but invisible kingdom with you. Why? Because the flesh is the visible and the spirit is the unseen, which is the invisible. You walk and talk with people every day. Realize that if you're born again and got the Spirit of God in you, that you have got the kingdom of God in you. You represent the kingdom. You represent Christ. You represent the king. Your house is a physical kingdom. You own your home. You rent an apartment. Wherever you live, that's your kingdom. That's your physical kingdom. That's your domain. Domain means kingdom. You lord over that. You don't want anything to come into there to to wreck anything because that's yours. You don't want the enemy to come in to, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's your property. That's your kingdom. You own that. You own that. And you give that home to God and say, God, fill it. Fill it with the Spirit, fill it with, with I, what I would call just that presence of, of God in your home. Be careful what you watch on TV, what you watch on videos. Be careful what you say, be careful what you think. Righteousness. You can't be righteous. Only God gives you that. But the importance is, he said, be holy for I am holy. Do your best not to fall short. If you do, get up, confess your sin, and get on with life. I used to say to my kids when they were young, and I still tell them today, I said, there's two places you'll find me, and that's up or getting up. The enemy is one to keep you down. The world will keep you down. The nails will keep you down. And when they do that, you're not relying, and you stay down, you're not relying on the Spirit of God for the Spirit. Not by might, not by strength, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Saith the Lord not by my own strength. And this is why we crash and we stay down and we're we're wounded, we're injured. But we need the Spirit of God to lift us up and to say, okay, I can get you out of this miry clay. I can get you out of this position. Or I can make it better for you when you're walking in it or through it right now. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. There's a challenge I'm gonna put forward to myself and to all of us here, is to seek more of his kingdom and more of his righteousness. And the more you do, and the more you spend in the word of God, the more you can read, the more you spend, you don't have to spend a lot of time but the more you can get into the Word, and the Word gets in you, as they say, it helps. And, I, and I'm a witness to that, and I've proven that through the times that I've gone through very, very bad times, and it was only the Word and the Spirit of God that kept me going. Because the Word is life, and the Word of God is life there, you see. It's, it's written by a living God, a living God. It's not a book. It's not just a book. It's a live, It's written by a living God. Yes, through the hands of man, anointed to write these things. So my challenge this morning to you, if I can get the worship team up, if that's possible, please. Um, my challenge to you this morning, and as I said to myself, is, um, is seek more of the kingdom. To the the kingdom is the culture. The kingdom. It is the way we speak. The kingdom is love and peace and joy. The kingdom is within us. And so we have an opportunity to put from the kingdom within us, when we talk, when we see with people, when we're speaking to people, is to be something different. Is to be the person that God wants us to be is not to worry about things. Not to worry about money, and though we do at times. Not to worry about food and all this, which he's going through awful times too, but seek him first. And all these things, he said, will add to you. He'll gift you, and I know, I know, I know. This has happened so many times to me over the years, is that when I seek the Lord and his righteousness, He always comes through. He always comes through.